welcome back to the 13914 podcast sponsored by the Limitless Broadcasting Network. I am so glad you have joined my conversation today and I can't wait for you to hear what God has put on my heart to share with you. So let's get started. Good morning. Good morning, family. I am so happy that you've joined me today as we have been going through our month of the women in the Bible. And we, we've been going over select women that I've chosen. So first week we talked about Deborah, uh, the judge, and talked about leadership of females in the church. And that's a really powerful topic for me. And we're probably going to do a whole series about it at some point, or I'm going to do another episode. Um, but that's not right now. And then also... Last week, we talked about the tragedies of some of the women in the Bible, uh, Jezebel, Delilah, and uh, Tamar from Genesis. They all had their own different types of tragedies, lessons that we can learn from when it came to their stories. And this week, we're going to go on a high note. Uh, We are going to go into a conversation about one of my favorite women of the Bible, and that is Ruth. She's not my absolute favorite book, but she is one of my favorites. And we are going to talk about uh, how we can learn from her as women of uh, God. So I'm really excited for that. But before we do that, let's hear from our sponsor. Let's check it out, people. Hey, it's Robert from Limitless Broadcasting, reminding you to tune in to Limitless Broadcasting Network anywhere you get your podcasts, from Apple Podcasts to Spotify. Check us out today. Yes, Limitless Broadcasting is a great sponsor. They have a bunch of other great shows, including a Disney-inspired uh, podcast that I am on with my best friend, Sammy. So please go check it out. But now, let's dive into Ruth. Now, Ruth is one of the books of the Old Testament, and it is a short book. It is only four chapters long. And this story is kind of one of those nice little gems in the middle to kind of, I don't know, pull us into some of the things that were happening with the women of the Bible. Because you don't have that many stories, and the ones that you do, it's very, very short, maybe like a chapter or only a few few verses in a chapter. So a book dedicated to Ruth is really cool to see because we can then dive in to see some of the things that women of the Bible had to do and were dealing with in their time frame. Now, like I said, Ruth is only four short chapters, so it's a very short story, but there's a lot kind of compacted into the story, but there's only like one thing that we're going to really focus in on after I kind of tell you what it's about if you haven't read it. So the synopsis of Ruth is this. She is married to a man of the tribe of Israel, and she has a brother-in-law who also has a wife, and then her mother-in-law, Naomi. And she doesn't have a father-in-law. He had passed away a while ago. Well, in the beginning of the story, Ruth loses her husband and her brother-in-law. And actually, also, she loses her father-in-law. So he was alive. They all kind of die around the same time. So Naomi doesn't have a man to take care of her because back in biblical times, the men were the ones who were to provide and, and get the money and all the things. So she tells her two daughter-in-laws, Ruth and and this other woman, to go back to your father's house. Just go back. I can't take care of you. Just go. 
Well, the one uh, daughter-in-law does. She just leaves. But Ruth, Ruth does not. And I'm going to read you the passage that Ruth, when Ruth decides to stay. And it's chapter one, verse 16. It says, but Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. So she was like continuously urging Ruth to go back to her family. And her family was not a what we would call, quote unquote, Christian family. They didn't believe in the one true God. Uh, They were a pagan religion. But Ruth had this urgency in her to not leave Naomi and even said, I, I'm going to turn away from my religion and I will follow your God. I will follow who you call the one true father. And she just has this drive to stay with Naomi. And the word that I like to use is she has a loyalty. And we're going to get back to loyalty, but I'm going to finish the synopsis of the story. So she stays with Naomi. They go back uh, to Bethlehem. And all the people are like, is that Naomi? She doesn't have... Like her husband and her her sons have died and they just, they feel for Naomi. And Naomi is like, woe is me. I'm not going to survive. Like no one's here to take care of me. Well, Ruth was determined to provide. So Ruth like went into the field behind the farm, behind the farmers who were like collecting the seeds and would pick up the scraps. That's something that women could do, go behind and pick up the scraps. So that way they had food. And while this was happening, the owner of the field, Boaz, comes in. He's like, who is that woman? What is going on? And they told the story. He's like, well, I want to take care of her. Let her pick the best of the best of it and let her work within the workers so she can provide. And when Ruth comes back, uh, Naomi sees that Boaz was generous. She's like, okay, we're going to matchmake. This is my version <laughs> or my, my translation. We're going to do some matchmaking. And she pretty much sets up Ruth, tells Ru- Ruth what to do and sets her up to meet Boaz. And Boaz does fall for her. And there is a moment, though, where Boaz is like, I am not the next in line to marry you because there was this whole like marriage thing. If if someone died, then there's certain relatives that needed to marry to pass on the name and and all these things. Uh, That's a whole other episode that we could get into detail about that. But he he goes to the the man who actually needed to marry Ruth next, like who is in line in like this whole tradition. And the guy's like, no, I'm I'm good. You can have her. So <laughs> when he turns her down, Boaz then takes Ruth and marries her and they conceive a child. And Ruth gives the child to Naomi to take care of saying, you took care of me. Here is a son now to take care of you in your older age. And this son his actually name is, I'm going to say it's so wrong, but it's okay. I think it's Obed. I think it's how they pronounce it. O-B-E-D. And he is the father of Jesse, who is the father of David. So uh, Ruth is actually in this line of, of Jesus. Uh, she might not have raised Obed, but she is the biological mother and Buzz is the biological father of him. And he is in the line of David. 
also extending to the line of Jesus. So she plays a big part in this. And it all stems from what I believe is her loyalty. She is this loyal girl who she did not grow up knowing who this God was. She did not understand their customs when she got brought in. She could go, she could have gone back to her family, married somebody totally different and had a normal life. But there was this urgency inside of her that she needed to take care of Naomi. She had this loyalty within her because she married into this family. This is now my family. I must stay with her. And I really wish we can know more of what's going on because it's only four chapters. So there are words and emotions and actions and and conversations that we don't know what was happening. We don't know when she really started to understand who the one true God is. We don't know um, the relationship that she had with uh, the sons. We just there's so much we don't know. But what we do know is that there's this loyalty in her. And I was just curious just to see what the dictionary said loyalty meant. And, of course, they used something about da-da-da, loyal. It's like, okay, I get that. Give me a little bit more. Well, the second definition was strong feeling of support. Loyalty is a strong feeling of support. And I really, truly believe that Ruth really signifies this because she wants to support Naomi because Naomi lost her family. And what I think is interesting... I'm, I'm really into the Enneagram. Enneagram is something that I really I love to use. It's a great tool. Um, I have an episode about Enneagram at the beginning of uh, season one when I first opened this podcast. And I'm a number two. If you haven't listened to that episode, I'm a number two. It's the helper. And I think that I really relate to Ruth. And I think that's why I like her so much because she sees a need with Naomi and she goes after it. So I really wonder... I'm like 99% sure if Ruth took that test, her personality would come up as a number two in the Enneagram scale because she she lost her husband. Like, we don't know how long they were married. We don't know the depths of their relationship, but she lost somebody. And she could have fallen apart within that, but she didn't. She saw a need in Naomi and decided, this is my family. I'm going to take care of Naomi. And loyalty is a huge thing for a number two because we have this drive to help everybody else's needs. It's what motivates us is we see a need and we want to help them. And usually that leads us to being very loyal to that person. Uh, and sometimes it can become extremely unhealthy. Uh, so I'm not saying that that's the best thing always, but it's a part of our personality. So I kind of wonder, more or less, yeah, that if Ruth was a two on the Enneagram scale. But she has this loyalty. She wants to support Naomi. And as I was thinking through this, and I've probably heard it someplace or might have thought of this before, but I kind of look at this where it could be a representation of our relationship with God. So God could be Ruth in this story, someone who is relentless, who will not leave us, who, who we, sorry, let me rephrase that. God is someone who is relentless. He will not leave us. He is always 
wanting to love us, always wanting to support us, always calling our name. And then Naomi is us. Naomi's like, no, go just go back to your family. I don't need you. I'm I'm worried about myself. I'm in I'm inside my own emotions. I'm I just I don't need you sort of deal. And just constantly trying to push Ruth away at the beginning. And I feel like that's our lives in an extended version before we get converted. And even sometimes after conversion into Christianity, where we we are Naomi and we we forget about the needs of others or we forget about someone who is trying to take care of us. And that's God. God is right there wanting to provide for us, wanting to take care of us, wanting to be that loyal, loving support with us. And then I really think that once we finally accept him, we be we start to become like Ruth in a way of loyalty towards God and then also helping others come into knowing of Jesus Christ. So I think that's the big thing with Ruth we can look at is that practicing a type of loyalty, a type of support is a really good thing. God calls us to love others. God calls us to support others, to... Uh, Help the needy, help the widowed, help the children. It's all over scriptures. And Ruth amplifies that through her loyalty, which I think is very inspiring for us as women Um, and men. Men should be inspired by Ruth as well in the loyalty that she had to a religion that she didn't even know and to a family that she didn't that didn't even raise her. So I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of cool. And I, I really like it. I think that's one of the reasons why I like Ruth so much is just that that storyline and that that realization that um, God is just like that. God is always wanting to be right there next to us, wanting to support us, wanting to take care of us. And even at the end, like Ruth gave up her son to Naomi to take care of her. And friends, family, God gave up his son to us so we could be with him again and to save us. I don't know. There's a lot of parallels within that story that I absolutely love. So if you've never read Ruth, I really encourage you after this podcast to sit down, open your Bible. It's four chapters. It might take you 15, 20 minutes, maybe longer if you really like soak it in and just read her story because it is it is a beautiful one. I absolutely love it. Um, yeah. So that's that's it on Ruth. Uh, <laughs> I hope you learned something new. I hope you were inspired by something today. Uh, about Ruth. And next week, we are going to be doing Martha and Mary, which are the sisters that knew Jesus. So we're going to be heading into the New Testament next week. And then our last week, we'll round out with my favorite book of the Bible, Esther. Esther is one of my favorite stories, and I will tell you all about why when we get there. But before I close this out, I do want to let you guys know, uh, check out www.ashley, sorry, byashleydanny.com. The link is in the notes. It's my website. I have new things going up there soon that I'm really excited about. And I'm starting a email list. So if you want a monthly email giving you the gist of what I'm going to be talking about each week and sometimes some fun free downloads that you can have and of course also... Uh, 
letting you know when new things uh, are available and you would get first pick, please click the link below or go to my website and subscribe to my email list. I'm really excited about it. Also, if you don't follow me on Instagram or Facebook, please find me at Instagram and Facebook. Again, links links below. I post about different things about the podcast and you can see uh, just some fun things in my life. So uh, I hope you had a great rest of your day and have a great week. And I will see you next week for our talk about Martha and Mary. Bye, family. Thank you for listening to the 13914 podcast with me, Ashley Danny, brought to you by the Limitless Broadcasting Network. I am so thankful that you came by to hang out with me today. And don't forget, you all are fearfully and wonderfully made. Till next time, everyone. Bye.